I have the WWE encyclopedia in my hands right now. Okay. It, it covers it covers the full company's history as well as the history of WCW. And it has a short insert about the basics of thugonomics. Yes. Uh, it, they even they even broke their own rule and put Chris Benoit here in 2009. Hmm. Um, if they broke that a, a rule, full, full I'm half, not going to censor that. A full half page. Wow. A full half page. A, a full half page article. Um, Bravo. On a world champion. But the it it, it covers it covers WCW. Uh, it covers like old NWA stuff. Uh, however. Uh, it goes from Alundra Blaze to Andre the Giant. There is no article. For the, there is no article for the American males. Hmm, that's unfortunate. It really is, man. If you see them coming, you better run for cover, girl. You don't need a weekend lover. Yeah, American, American males. males. Welcome to Welcome to Under Ring Analysis. Do do we want that as our cold open? That's interesting, but do we want that as our cold open? No, that's a a good cold open. Buff isn't even in here. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, after a a brief absence, uh, we have the we have the uh, cast of regulars here once again. Uh, Alan's back. Hi. I'm back. He's back. Attack. I don't... Fuck. From outer space. He, he just walked in to find us here with that same look upon her face. Uh, Kayla's here? Well, I should have changed that stupid lock. I sh- <laughs> and, uh, and, of course... I made you leave your key. <laughs> I wasn't sure if I should have kept going or not, but... And, of course, everyone's favorite arsonist, Dead Palette. <laughs> Uh, my back hurts, but I will survive. You should take some oxycodone. Alan, when's that pizza supposed to be here? That half pepperoni, half oxycodone pizza. <laughs> Courtesy if you of Domino's. Hear, if you, if you want to hear the rest of that story, you got to go check out the witching hour. <laughs> Yeah, we we um, as of this recording, we've actually just come off of an episode of uh, the Witching Hour, me and uh, Dead Palette, which was a lot of fun. Uh, thank you, Sade, and thank you, Rayanne, for having us on the show. Well, for having me on the show. Actually, thank you, Dead Palette, as well for having me on the show. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I sometimes have to remind myself. Yeah, you're one of the you're you're actually one of the like co-hosts of that as well. Well, oh, I yeah. mean, how how often how often does Dead Palette thank you for having him on the show? Good point. So um, it's but Friday. I'm a co- I'm a co-host of this show too. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Maybe you should just be a little more thankful about it. I, so I should show up to work every day and say thank you for not firing me. <laughs> yeah, well, you- I do. I do that every single day. <laughs> oh, thank God, this show has not kicked me out. <laughs> I I proselytize myself before my boss. <laughs> Yes, it's like, uh, I feel like that Jonathan Crane from that one moment in Batman the Animated Series, Worship me, fools! Worship me! Um, But anyway, it's Friday, and uh, it means it's time for Patron's Poison, but it's also kind of a short and shivery episode today, 
because uh, we're going to be looking at the works of our patron, Simon Stetchler. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. You probably aren't, but whatever. <laughs> Ste Ste it's either Steckler or Stetchler, because there's a CH in the middle. Anyway, this sounds this sounds like the sixth member of um, the Ghostbusters. I just I just want every everyone listening to be aware that I realized I said the wrong word, and the conversation I had in my brain is like, "You said proselytize. You meant prostate. No, prostrate. Shit." <laughs> <laughs> you pros you proselytize the proper procedures for uh, prostrating your prostrate on probation. Sure. Prior planning prevents piss poor performance. The rest of this episode must have alliteration with P. Oh, oh dear God. God. I'm going to nip this one in the butt. I mean, in the bud right now and say, uh, Simon writes to us. Hey guys, I finally caught up. Love the show. You've inspired me to write some of my own creepypasta. Hey, that's always a good feeling. Would love your feedback on it, even if you guys, even if it is you guys ripping it to shreds on UCA. You can find them here and here. Try not to make me cry. Oh, and P.S. No English accents, which means, of course, we're gonna do English accents, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, is he English? I, oh, I, I think he might be. I don't know. We'll find out. Boy. Boy. You can't stop me from doing an English accent. <laughs> So, uh, we're going to start with the story, the first of two stories that he's sent us. By the way, Simon, thank you for your uh, patronage, and also thank you for giving us these submissions. You're a bold person in that uh, you were the first person so far on uh, Patron's Poison that has actually actively sent us a story that they've written and said, uh, lay into it. Uh, so, as always, uh, keep in mind, even if we're critical of the stories, we really genuinely appreciate that you sent them to us. So, How much you... How much do you bet there's, like, people out there thinking, we could do that? Because I don't think many patrons realize they could send their own creepypastas. Oh, yeah, you can totally. If you're if you're a patron, you can send us your own creepypasta. And we yeah, hang your nuts out. See if we kick. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you Dude, know you're going to get your nuts kicked off. <laughs> well, Alan is in the polo stable, so uh, there's a horse involved. A horse will kick you in the nuts. This comes from the old German saying, there's an Alan in the polo stable. <laughs> I wish, I, I, I hope that that becomes a, a thing. So uh, why don't we go ahead and, and then, what? And it, Now I'm just imagining Alan riding a centaur while playing polo, and it's I really... beautiful. I really want an exclusive Patreon recording to happen uh, because I'm bringing the polo book to L.A. <laughs> <gasps> yes. So I just want us to get to get loaded and read passages from this book. Oh, you know it. I'm I'm. Alan, down for wait, that. wait, whoa, 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 Alan, what are you doing in L.A.? It says on this script. Oh, 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 hey, you know we haven't really plugged that. That's because I haven't been given definite dates for things, but stay tuned till the end of the episode, guys, because then we're going to drop some plugs for something really exciting going on at the end of July. Yeah, anyway, yeah, I'm going to L.A., which, as we all know, is the abbreviation for Louisiana. Um, 
Uh, like, we're all meeting there for yeah. crawl dads. <laughs> I, like, so, I like gum. I like gumbo a lot. <laughs> I, th- I think I'm allowed to say this. Um, so my mom texted me and she's told me your cousin and I are going to the Chalice Festival, and yeah, I'm not sure if you know, guys know what that is. Uh, rad rad cup party. <laughs> uh, it's a pot festival. Oh. So. Yes, who's being uh, the last time my cousin went there, my table was covered with marijuana items of every kind. Like, damn. Oh, so yeah. there's, there's a lo- good chance that's going to happen again. And of I course. Lo- I love that you can tell Kayla does not smoke weed at all. No. The table was covered in marijuanas. Well, I don't know how to describe it because it's like. Marijuanas. This wasn't just like, like just regular pot. It's like every form of marijuana that you could ever imagine, like uh, brownies, cookies, uh, oils. Just it, there was n- no limit to how much was on that table and here's underneath what, the you, table. Here's what you do: is you get an oxycodone and then you cover it <laughs> in the marijuana oil. You like dip them in there. Oh my god! It's but, it's like uh, it's like when you put the peanut butter on celery sticks with raisins. Only you get high. Right. It's exactly like that. <laughs> so we got a story. Yeah, we do. So the first of the two. But I, I have a reason. Hold on, I have a reason. My mom is bringing back pot cookies, so we can potentially get loaded. <laughs> well, maybe the. Polo Wikipedia. Or, it's the Polo guy. The Polo Wikipedia? <laughs> Polopedia? Polopedia. Guys, I'm on the Polopedia all the time. <laughs> Guys, okay, so I think we got to uncage these tor- turkey vultures. It's time for our first story. Amazon Ultra! Amazon Ultra. I got an email from Amazon about a month ago saying that I had the opportunity to be part of a trial group for Amazon Ultra. The spiel promised access to all the regular Amazon Prime stuff, Amazon Video with some extras for some of the shows, making ofs, etc. Amazon Music, which to be honest, I never used. I've got Spotify for that. And a new delivery plan. For a hefty monthly fee, I could get unlimited immediate delivery on everything. Drones, apparently, hence the cost. They said it was fast and discreet. It also said that it could link to my email, social media, and phone to be able to predict what items I would need and automatically order them. <laughs> it would even anticipate the time I would need them. Well, obviously I signed up. <laughs> uh, I'm getting some... Uh, uh, what was that one we just read about the Kickstarter? Oh, uh, the Pledge? Yeah, I'm getting some pledge vibes from this a little, just a little bit. A little bit. I mean, it was expensive, but I had to try it. Emma, my wife, was definitely not very happy. Uh, we had a bit of an argument about that one. I'll sign her up for her own account. That way she can see for herself. <laughs> That's yeah. when the drones brought me a kitchen knife and Emma bulletproof vest. <laughs> So, 
I, I know. I think uh, the only thing that's bothered bothered me is the last sentence because this is supposed to take place in the past, and it feels it? like he's. Well, he's saying I got an email. I oh, you're the... saying because it's I'll sign her up for Rona Cat that way she could see for herself. Yeah, it sounds like he's saying it in the moment, but it seems, this... it seems like a little bit of tense shifting. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. Uh, I've noticed that that's a thing that I have to be conscious of when I've been rusty at writing. True, true. And this person says that they haven't written in a while, so that explains why the story is having that problem. Doesn't excuse it, but explains yeah. that problem. Right. I, I really thought Kayla was about to say, I had a huge problem with that last sentence in that Alan dropped a Borat on us. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that's fine. I Why do I care about that? Well, uh, let's let's change things up a little bit in that case. Uh, Kayla, you want to take the next paragraph? I was going to. It took a while to get set up. I had to download the app and give over the passwords to my Facebook, Twitter, and Google. When the app was installing, it also asked for some weird permissions I hadn't seen before. I only skimmed it before clicking OK, so I can't remember what it said off the top of my head. <sighs> you idiot! Well, you know, if you think about it, remember when, you know those, like... Terms of agreements and shit. Well, no, I know that. You never read those. But yeah. I'm, I'm talking about, like... Already, I'm like... Would you really allow all your social media... To, well, I guess some people would. They would allow all their social media passwords and nonsense to be signed over. But, like, the first the first paragraph alone was maybe like... Yeah, I would immediately not do this. Like, it I anticipates mean, what you want. No, thank you. That's there creepy. Is, there is also the possibility... That our protagonist is supposed to be dumb. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, it actually gives I that kind of that into that, account. Well, it does kind of give that sort of feeling that he's a bit oblivious. See, I, c- I couldn't sign up for this because they would just keep shipping me dragon dildos because I talk about them all the time. <laughs> like I can't afford all these things. These things are like five hundred dollars a pop. Dude, you already have a pretty robust collection of dragon dildos anyway. So I mean. Did I show you I my mean, dragon dildo collection when you were here? Yeah, you did. Okay. Oh, yeah, you did. It was I impressive. Mean, this, po- this polo book is apparently part of a series, so that's for sure what's showing up first. <laughs> I'm going to get just re- flooded in a sea of cardboard. That's what's going to happen to me. It's just going to be magic cards all the time. Oh, yeah. No, I, th- I thought you were going to say, like, I love boxes so much that they're going to ship me boxes with boxes <laughs> inside of them. Guys, you're gonna come out. You're gonna you're gonna come here, and you're gonna see a box fort where my apartment is. And we be like, "Hey, guys, come on in. This is great." This is Kayla, and these are our box children. <laughs> <laughs> we love them so much. Hey, Actually, this, uh, this hey, is Boxy, and this is Boxer. Hey, hey, Brian, or <laughs> Irwin, what's the plural for box? Or for ox? Oxen. Okay, Brian, what's the plural for box? Boxen. <laughs> I bought twelve boxen of donuts. That's a good Brian Regan bit. Look it up. Yeah. Anyway, Kayla, I'm sorry. Continue. I just remember thinking it was odd. After a month of monitoring... Monitoring? After a month of monitoring my habits, the app then advised me to leave all the doors in my house open and at least top floor windows for optimal delivery access. I went with the bathroom because, you know, it's probably the one room you want to air out. The wife wasn't a fan of the draft, though. Wow, he really is oblivious. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, it works so far. 
It's a cool premise. Um, it's a new premise. It's contemporary premise. And I really like those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Stories that couldn't be written in a time that are taking advantage of new mechanics that we know about in the world, mm-hmm. like drone delivery. Yeah, so far as from a speculative fiction like standpoint, I actually kind of like it. Yeah, same. How, are the drones going to be taking pictures of the wife while dumping? I mean, that's I mean the first question anyone would ask. Of course, especially in a speculative fiction like this one. How can this be used to watch people poop? Well, it just something just got shared to my Facebook, and it's definitely a video of my wife making dukes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, I vote Brandon. Then they started shipping us brownies. Anyway, I want to start with. Uh, to start with, it was amazing. I woke up the next day and went to brush my teeth and realized I was out of toothpaste. I hopped in the shower, and as I got out, I heard a whirring sound, felt a slight breeze, and lo and behold, there was a new tube of toothpaste in a little package on the sink. I had a, I had a curry on my own last night. I had curry on my own last night. Emma was out at, uh, well, out on an office party. Out was out on an office party. You know, um, yeah, I, can, I can see some of the I can see speech. some of the British. Well, I, I, I see I, some I, of the British. You know, yeah, because because yeah. in 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 the UK they say I'd had a you can say hey let's go for a curry you know. Mm. Yeah. We had a bit of a domestic. Yeah. And suffice to say, I was especially pleased to see a parcel containing a new pack of super soft toilet paper chilled by the early morning sky. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. Don't you love when your toilet paper's cold? Oh. Soft. That is, soft. That is, you know, I actually like that sentence. Not, I mean, despite the, yeah. like, part. <laughs> well, now we're, well, now we're learning about Kayla. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, it, it's just it's been put very well in. lately, you guys. Yeah. Ice butt Kayla over here. <laughs> And any of you ever put an ice cube up your butt? Come on. Butt slushy. <laughs> butt slushy. Oh, we did butt slushies before. We talked about this. Oh, oh yeah. God. That was a meme I've never wanted to think about again. There was, there was art. Uh, there, wait. Oh, there was, oh my God, yeah, there right. was. Nick, did, Nick, Nick Carr did the, uh, did the butt slushy art. Oh, God. Make it the episode art. Oh. <laughs> Do I have to. I dare you. <laughs> Uh, the drone was hovering by its gifts, waiting for me to acknowledge the delivery. I pressed the green button to signify I wanted the product, and it flew away, back to wherever it came from. So it's kind of like a, a little bit like a sushi conveyor belt thing. Like, do you want this? Okay, you can have this. Um, <laughs> yeah. When the missus said she was going on a business trip, there was an eight-pack of beer and a Blu-ray waiting on the coffee table for me without even a thought, all accompanied by a soothing whir. I had started to anticipate my wants. It had started to anticipate my wants. If you asked me, then I'd have to give the service five stars, no questions. There were restrictions, however. 
you couldn't just order yourself items to anywhere. It had to be at your designated shopping address, address, a safety feature I rather enjoyed. Okay, so you can't just be out and about and just be like, man, I could really go for a Klondike bar right now. And you like look up at the sky expectantly and nothing happens. <laughs> but only but when you're just... at home and you come back home, you see a whole mountain of them. Melding. Yep. And you're like, no! You know what's kind of cool about this story is um, you've heard about the new Amazon stores that are coming out. And, like, you can go in there. And then you don't even have to stop at the uh, uh, cashier. You just walk out because it scans whatever Amazon card you have and takes, like, removes the money from that. That's cool and also terrifying at the same time yeah because like you know i'm one of those people who's like i like to i like to go to the store i mean i when i go out and buy things i like to buy things from people i like don't just want everything to be computer automated yeah i just yeah i know what you mean i i I just learned about that's where i shop i just learned about (laughs) but it's true no, I just learned about this, like, last summer, and they're, I'm not sure if it's already out, but or but I know that's definitely what they're planning to do. Okay. And it, it's kind of <laughs> creepy, and I think, chances are the, uh, Simon knew about this, or has heard about this. I, I know the, it's not really a secret, and this is probably where he got the idea, like, dude, Amazon's starting to get a bit creepy. Yeah, I... It's. I mean, that that's automatically a creep factor to the story to me. Um, but first and foremost, I have a I have a really important question I want to pose to you guys, and then in addition, I want to pose to anybody listening who feels like answering. What would you do for a Klondike bar? Uh, I'd give myself a butt slushy. With the Klondike uh, bar. With the Klondike bar. <laughs> I'd take the change out of my pocket and go into the store and pay for the damn Klondike bar. <laughs> You're no fun. <laughs> I drink a butt slushy. <laughs> oh, God. Well, I could I could put the butt slushy. I could make the Klondike bar butt slushy in my butt and then poop it into your mouth, Alan. Rat, rat. <laughs> if they couldn't find a way in, they would leave the item on the doorstep and bump against the door till someone pressed the green button. I thought it was strange. But the email did, did stress how discreet the service was, so I didn't complain too hard. After all, these things were so convenient. So when I heard a gentle knocking on my door, I knew what to expect. Instead of some treat I hadn't thought of in its, I hadn't thought of in its delivery basket, it was a long box. The box was ripped slightly. This wasn't unusual with some of my packages. The items were always okay, so I just assumed it was due to the speed of processing. I saw a metallic glint through the hole. I unwrapped it and realized what uh, that what I held was a long, sharp butcher's knife. I saw a torn Did port- this guy not predict this story? <laughs> Accidentally. Yep. yep. You definitely what? said it earlier. I saw a torn portion of the label. It was addressed to Emma. Ah, now Emma doesn't cook. Uh. Perish the thought. So needless to say, I was puzzled. She was on another work trip and said she would be unreachable for the next week, so I accepted it. Guys, what if she's cheating on him and then she plans to get rid of him? These work trips are just her being with her paramour or something. Oh, boy. Just a thought. Yeah. 
Anyone else like Paramore? Yeah, I like the band. Anyone got any Paramore jokes? Okay, dead in the water. <laughs> All right, let's continue. Um, and said she would be unreachable for the next week, so I accepted it. A few days later, two more packages turned up, also addressed to Emma. I shouldn't have opened them, but my curiosity got the better of me. It was a bone saw and duct tape. Bone saw is ready. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. What's that? The ghost of Randy Savage? <laughs> he lives here now. Who, who, we hears, were... who here is bad at corpsing? Because that summoned the ghost of Randy Savage from the dead. Oh. I actually I actually know what uh, Alan's talking about. Yeah. Bone is ready to be the loving father you never had. <laughs> I had no idea why she would want them. The tape I could understand, but who needs a bone saw? She works in an office, for God's sake. I I, I kind of like, I, again, I don't know how intentional this is. I kind of like how dumb our protagonist is. Yeah, he's pretty stupid. Yeah. <clears throat> Slowly. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, it, it's been made pretty clear early on, so I can kind of believe it, so go yeah. ahead. Yeah. Slowly, more packages arrived, each one filling me with an increasing sense of dread. Fucking get rid of the subscription. Yeah. A pair of ladies' black leather gloves. Emma never wears gloves. Kinky. R- rat poison. We have no rats. Kinkier. And a huge, huge jug of drain cleaner. Holy the shit. The industrial kind. She's just trying to save your marriage. <clears throat> the kind that melts flesh. Hot. <laughs> I checked the label. I tried calling her to check that these were legitimate deliveries, but as promised, her phone cut straight to answer machine. So I accepted them. They were easily returned, and despite my nagging sense of unease, there had to be a reasonable explanation for it. I was just letting my imagination run riot. Emma comes home and says, Honey, I want to do a little bit of lo- role-playing. Uh, I've been really into creepypasta lately, so uh, this uh, this, ind- this drain cleaner, uh, I'm going to pour it on you. You're, you'll be Jeff the Killer, and I'll be Jane the Killer. I was thinking uh, I was thinking this kind of mirrors aspects of the dating game. Yep, that's exactly what I was about to say. Mm. I thought you were going to make a dating game joke. So what you do uh... is you take, you take the drain cleaner, and then you put it into the ice cube tray... And uh, um, uh, but, no. do not give people ideas. Uh, yes, for, for, everyone out there listening, it's a really good idea to put frozen cubes of drain cleaner in your butt. <laughs> no, no, no. Have you guys seen Heather's? Don't do that. <laughs> I've seen Heather's. I don't remember that scene. <laughs> the scene where she drinks a uh, drain cleaner. Yeah, no, I remember that. I don't specifically remember the scene where she puts ice cubes of it in her butt. No, that that was behind the scenes. Oh, okay. I would like I would like to see this potential character meet Jeff the Killer and be like, "I'm damaged, just like you." It's like what emotionally on the inside because you look fine. It's like, no, I'm damaged like you are on the outside, but on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have no internal organs. None. It's a slurry it's in there. Th- this summer. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I awoke on the day of Emma's return. Wait, hold, hold on a second. Her, her phone cut straight to answering machine is in proper grammar. We should point that out. Where is that? Her phone cut straight to answer machine. 
Yeah, it would say you would have to add an article there. Yeah. Uh, I awoke on the day of Emma's return with a sick feeling in my stomach. I hadn't been sleeping for the previous few nights and was exhausted. I groggily opened my eyes and saw a drone hovering at the foot of the bed. I looked in its delivery basket, and what I saw made my stomach drop. It was a plain, square, cardboard box addressed to Emma. The corner was ripped. Through the rip, I could see the, a black, sleek barrel of a pistol. I tore the box open. Or, sorry. I tore the box apart and looked at the invoice. This delivery had a time attached. It arrived an hour early. My heart lurched. Everyone, everything else I could dismiss as an error or a glitch, but this? This gave me a time. This gave me a method. Amazon was doing its job as advertised. It knew she planned to kill me and wanted to make things as easy as possible. I was just lucky to have signed us both up. As I hit the reject button on the drone, I heard the key in the door. Um, I awoke with a sick feeling in my stomach. Those drain cleaner butt slushies had really been getting to me. <laughs> um, my relief at what but watching the weapon fly out of the window was swiftly replaced by rage. That fucking bitch. After all our years together, she would do this to me. She was probably fucking someone else as well. She's never in the house. As she walks walked up the stairs, I imagined her with a thousand lovers, drinking champagne and laughing as they plotted their lives after the minor inconvenience that was my life had been removed. She Alan, walked- are you... Hold on. Alan, are you okay? Yeah. I, I have shifted position. Okay. Crash. She walked... She walked into the bedroom, and I screamed at her that through that I knew what she planned to do. The slut laughed in my face. In my face. The red mist of my fury descended, and through the blood... Uh, through the rush of blood in my ears, I heard a faint whir. I felt the drone put the hammer to the <laughs> uh, to in my upraised hands as and as it brought uh, and as it brought it down onto my former lover's head, I saw her smile turn into a look of fear. Gray matter slowly oozed from the wound as she fell backwards into a tarpaulin. Tarpaulin. Tarpaulin? What's that mean? No, it's, tarp. A big, it's a big old, big old tarp. Okay. Tarpaulin that was already being pulled into place by two drones. They were really so convenient. As I poured drain cleaner into the uh, body, I thought a thought gave me pause. You know what? I don't think I ever did sign her up for an account. That's a nice little twist. Yeah. 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 Although I have to question one thing that immediately jumped out to me. Um, and this is a very minor thing. Um, it said that all the stuff that was coming in was addressed to Emma. Yeah. That seems so, like, a, unless, unless Amazon Ultra is deliberately putting the intention, like, since he's reading his intentions, he's, it's, uh, hmm. They they had a failed marriage, and the thing is predicting, hey, you want to get rid of her. Yeah. It's subconsciously yeah. figuring th- out what he wants, I, even if he it, doesn't know it. I think it, it, it ever, been... Did it ever mention in any of the packages to him having his name on it? No, uh, no but it's no. kind of implied when he ran out of 
toothpaste that that's what was happening yeah you know what i i think a way to make this better because i mean it is a good uh twist but i think one way you can make it better is say it's delivered to like to his last name let's say so that way when he sees it's like why would i get a knife and then it, that's when he starts to question things and then he thinks wait I never got her account, and I think that I, that he should take out like the mention of like, and I signed her up for that account. That that's kind of confuses things, and then in the beginning, also adding the take away the part that says, um, uh, uh, she uh, hopefully she'll sign up for her own because it's supposed to be looking back. That that confuses. But. I really, actually, I do like this. I, I like it. It's kind of darkly humorous, the whole thing. Just imagine yeah. these little drones helping him, helping this kind of dumb guy assist in a, in a murder that he didn't even know he wanted to commit. Like, Yeah, here, here's what doesn't make sense, though, is uh, her gloves would not fit his hands. So in the court of law, yeah. if the gloves don't fit, you must acquit. No, it, obviously the the drones are framing her for trying to kill him, and then that's the plan. But I'm, yeah, I've been I, watching American Crime Story, guys. It's so good. <laughs> David, I think you're getting a little hot under the collar. I think you need to chill out. Go to the what freezer. Better way? Don't even. Don't what do better it. way to chill out than chill. with a nice cold butt slushy? Uh, chill out. What's she yelling for? Lay back. It's all been done before. And if you would only let it be, you will see. Here's the next story we're gonna read, guys. Um, but yeah, props to uh, props to you on a fun little story there. It has its. Um, I mean, do we want to do you want to give that uh, our freshness ratings? Before we move on to the next one, um, I'll give it a modern day telltale heart out of butt slushy. Slime Beast just messaged us with an article called from Scary for Kids called Big Poop. Oh. God damn it. Big Poop is a scary funny story about a little boy who suspects his house is haunted and is afraid to use the bathroom on his own. Oh my goodness. Well, I mean, this has to happen at some point now. (laughs) Uh... Wow, we're really laying down the... uh... Pregnant pauses. Yeah. No, awkward pauses. I'm pregnant with a butt slushy baby. Oh, god damn it. Okay. Fuck you and your butt slushy. Fucking. It was early on a Thursday morning when I stepped out of the uh, airport terminal. Did we. Wait, we should have said the title. Can we. Can we. Freshness ratings, please? Oh, okay. Uh, I give mine. I give mine the circle out of the. Uh, out of uh, what's that m- movie called? Where okay, I'll, I give it the circle out of a lifetime movie. 
I give it a um, I give it a drone flying in to give me a basket of Klondike bars. I give it my wife out of John Wick. (laughs) (laughs) The next story we're going to cover is called The Journey Home. And I know nothing about it. I think uh, since I've had the last paragraph in the last story, uh, we'll do the same order. Start with Alan. Okay. It was early on a Thursday morning. Sorry, no, no British accent. I know. That was more like that was more mid-Atlantic than British. Fuck you. Actually, that was a good mid-Atlantic. I give you props. When I stepped out of the airport terminal, I had been traveling for several years. You know how it is. You go for six months, and time just gets away from you, man. Recently, the endless cycle of drink and drugs with other travelers on a variety of sun-kissed beaches had worn thin. Yeah, wow, it sounds really terrible, dude. (laughs) (laughs) I'd been experiencing a nagging feeling of homesickness. I decided that it was time for me to return to the real world. I scraped together the last of my money from my part-time job and booked myself on the first flight home. As I caught my first glimpse of England from the window of the plane, I couldn't help but wonder if I'd made the right decision. Did you now? The bus... (laughs) The bus pulled into the terminal. Late. Bloody English transport. Some things never change. Luckily, I was one of the first people on board, so I managed to snag myself a window seat. I was exhausted, so I was glad that I wouldn't have to worry about drooling on some stranger's shoulder. I put my luggage in the compartment and propped my head against the window. The bus pulled away, and I swiftly fell into a fitful slumber. Man, sucks when you're in in England and you can't, like, catch a TARDIS. (laughs) Bloody English transportation. I I really do want to take some issue that uh, uh, whoever sent this in said no British accents and we're reading the story, and it's like, core blimey. (laughs) <laughs> like oh god every i mean even i want to say bloody bloody english public transport i can't even do a good english accent because anymore to do it. they're or, terrible or well, blimey i, I should... put my luggage in the boot and went and had a spot of tea <laughs> oh i did oh and p.s i should notice that when simon said oh and p.s no english accents he put in a winky face next to it oh, oh then let's lay it on thick I'm going to do my hitcher voice at, eventually. At the tea place, the crumpets were bloody dreadful. <laughs> um, Monty <I>, Python. <laughs> Faulty Towers. I woke an hour later. I was mildly irked that someone had decided to sit next to me whilst I slept. Whilst... I always valued my personal space. Get out of my personal space, too. Get out of my personal space, three. Gotta have my personal space. And I hated having someone that close to me. Don't Especially, stand, don't stand so. Don't stand so close stand so to me. Close to me. Um, 
you two right. are like right. You two are right next to each other in the world. How is there an audio delay between you? Because it's Skype. Uh, this guy, especially, he stank. He, uh, the kind of stink that seems to creep into you through every orifice. I could, ah. I could feel it begin to surround me. I wanted to scrub myself clean. I looked around to see if there was another vacant seat I could sit in, but I was out of luck. The bus was full. I was in this for the long haul. I closed my eyes and attempted the nor- to ignore the stench and tried to get back to sleep. Mm, I don't know why that, that phrase, the kind of stink that creeps in, that seems to creep into you through every orifice, that actually made me uncomfortable. That, I don't know why this sentence makes me feel so uncomfortable. <coughs> I think because I've, I, I, I've been there. I, or like, You've I had think a stink creep into every orifice? Well, I mean, you, you guys have smelled something so bad that it just makes you feel uncomfortable. Yeah, whenever you meet a butt slushy enthusiast. Yeah. That. <laughs> uh, I do kind of feel like we need more detail out of the first paragraph. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because this person is like journeying around the world and stuff and traveling, but doesn't have, but only has a part-time job. Hmm. Maybe uh, they have uh, a rich parents. Inheritance. Or rich yeah, parents. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it was the sound of the rain that woke me up the second time. Normally, I could sleep through anything, but something fell off. I slowly opened my eyes, and my heart rushed toward my arsehole. This wasn't rain. It was blood. I watched it. Wow, that escalated quickly. I watched in terror as the thick red liquid began to drip down the window, giving the world a crimson hue. I looked around to see if anyone else had noticed. Everyone looked fine, as if this shower of viscera was nothing more than the usual autumn drizzle. I cried out as some of the passengers turned and gave me a puzzled look before returning to whatever activity they were grossed in to pass the time. Then the world went to shit. Oh, no. The, the blood turned to butt slushy. <laughs> I have learned to embrace the darkness, Raspberry you guys. I oh. butt slushy. Oh my god, how did he predict this? I saw. The world, the world turned to shit, but it wasn't your average shit. It's temperature. Oh my god. I saw a flash of light. Over at the Frankenstein place. Uh, I saw a flash of light through the window that blinded me for a second. (laughs) Wrapped up like a douche, another runner in the night. Uh, As the spots in front of my eyes cleared, all I could see was fire. The buildings on either side of the road were practically obscured by the flames. My eyes widened as I saw people exit the building, screaming. Their flesh bubbled and blistered as they were fried by the heat. I saw their eyeballs pop from the pressure of the boiling fluid within, the dark liquid running down their cheeks like mascara in the rain. They somehow managed to stagger towards the bus. What was left of their hands pressed against the window, wiping the blood away in long streaks as death finally overcame them. Fear gripped me. I reeled away from the window into the stinking body of the man sitting next to me. He merely grunted irritably and stared back down at his book. I noticed that others were staring out the windows, but instead of horror, their faces merely had an expression of boredom, as if others were, as if seeing a man burned alive was something that happened far too many times for them to care. 
It was then I noticed seeing a man burned alive was the uh, fuck. It was then I noticed those things. Man, I shouldn't have accepted those sunglasses from uh, Roddy Piper. <laughs> <laughs> they were tall and thin and seemed to be made entirely of flame. I almost missed them against the backdrop of burning buildings, but if I looked closely, I could see them. Grotesque stickmen walking between the fires. Occasionally, they would reach out and touch an unsuspecting bystander who would scream as, their fl- as the flesh fell off their bones. The smell of burning flesh made me gag. As I whimpered and turned from the gruesome scene, I saw the passengers on the bus looking in my direction and shuffling away. Um, how do we feel so far? Well, that's fucking. Well, this is fuck. This got fucking metal. Yeah, Yeah. that's pretty metal. (laughs) This is basically the definition of that escalated quickly. Yeah. What's Um, What's the name of like Death Clock's mansion? Um, this is like scenery from Mordhouse. More, it's like scenery from around Morthouse. Um, this I, is I, a, go ahead. The the concept of the stickman reminds me of um, a part I really like from the Victoria Kindergarten Project thing that they had on the Little Fears, where they're talking about kids describing uh, horror creatures coming out of the woods that are that they describe as sticks with a lot lots more little sticks. I'm like, ooh, that's that's not good. Um, but I like the imagery. I'm just wondering how it's going to justify this. Um, yeah. I'm already kind of getting an inkling about what's going on. I think our protag, or I think our narrator, is is having an episode. I think I don't think any of this is really happening. Unless he's having an episode, this is definitely not creepypasta, however. Yeah, is yeah. he having a nightmare? If this isn't all, it's all a dream sequence, I'm going to be disappointed. Hmm. Uh, well, there's only two big paragraphs left in a sentence. Okay, so I think you're on the next one, Kayla. Yeah. It was then I realized the smell of burning skin was not coming from outside, but the man next to me. I looked at his face for the first time and saw nothing but fire. I panicked. I had to protect myself. I took my keys from my pocket and put them in my fist and punched the creature in the chest. I heard a primal scream escape from my lips as I fought to save myself. I felt his ribcage suddenly yield to my blows with a sickening crack. I watched as the other passengers started to run out of the bus only to be disintegrated one by one by the things that lay outside in wait. I punched again and again. The tears on my face mingled with the hot liquid from the creature's corpse. Hot. (laughs) God damn it. You've thrown off the Emperor's groove. Sir, I believe you threw off the Emperor's groove. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, I punched... Oh, wait, I read that. I finally stopped my onslaught. I was safe. The interloper had been destroyed, and the creatures outside seemed unwilling or unable to enter the vehicle that was both my prison and salvation. I watched as they screamed, their fiery bodies changing from red to blue as their anger fueled them. I realized I was alone. All the other passengers had fled from the beast next to me. 
and had bent their fates. I sat and cried for what seemed like hours, and the creatures screamed their incoherent rage at me through the glass. Don't stop the onslaught. Hold that to that. that. Pawn shop. I don't know. Just hold on to that pawn shop. <laughs> don't let there that you go. Don't sell your family pawn shop. I sat there for what seemed like hours, mocking them, taunting them. As time passed, I realized I wasn't safe. I was trapped by the things that stalked the bus. <laughs> the driver had gone to his doom and take, uh, taking the keys with him. I was stranded. Almost as if they sensed my realization, two of the blue-flamed creatures tried the door. I screamed as it opened to their touch. The power that kept them at bay was gone. I screamed as they began to walk down the aisle towards me. I pushed the corpse of the creature next to me onto the floor and rose to my feet, ready to fight my way to freedom. One of the blue creatures pointed at me, and I heard a crack as I was knocked to the floor. I looked down to see blood seeping from the gap, uh, gaping wound that was now my chest. I could hear the creatures screaming in victory. I tried to pull myself to my feet, but I heard another cackle, uh, crack and felt a sharp pain on my neck. I put my hand to the spot and saw that it came, uh, came away covered in blood. I sank to my knees before lying face down on the floor. My vision had faded. Uh, um, as my vision faded, I saw the creatures were not blue, just the color of their clothes. Through the sound of my final heartbeat in my ears, I could hear one speak, not in the terrifying tones I had become accustomed to, but in English. Suspect is down. Repeat, suspect is down. It's over. Then there was nothing but darkness. I called it. So, what is, uh, wait, what do you think it is? What you, like, this, I, this guy, this guy ha- was hallucinating, or he was having an episode, he thought all this stuff was happening, but really, uh, he was just, something was wrong, and he envisioned that all this stuff was happening. I think he attacked a bus patron, and the people that came into the bus to, like, subdue him that he thought were creatures were actually the police. Yeah. I and... wouldn't mind. Well, okay. Um, I have thoughts about that. I do too. What do you uh, What do you think? What do you guys think? Um, <coughs> excuse me. I like some of the imagery, but this is not as strong a story as the first one. I agree. I, I agree. I'm a little. Yeah this this is the story has been told many times, and although the imagery was good. It's like you you just can't have hallucination stories where someone is killing someone anymore because they've been done so many times. Yeah. Well, the, here's another thing too. He doesn't ground this character as much. There's no there's no hint of whatsoever why he would be having this hallucination. It's never said that he's taken anything or that he. Uh, it said he's taken a lot of drugs. Where did uh, like. Oh, yeah, so it did, didn't it? Oh, yeah, it did. Okay. So, but would withdrawal cause you to hallucinate that your world was on fire and that it's raining blood? 
stick. I mean, stick. I, I do like again the imagery of the creepy fire demon things was kind of cool, but uh, like I'm going back to the first couple paragraphs. Um, I feel like that something should have been hinted a bit more at that. Like maybe he decided he he wanted he took a sleeping pill, but then it turned out to be hallucinogen. I don't know. There, there's, I mean, there's, you can, there's many creative ways, but I feel like, I mean, besides the fact him saying, yeah, I took a bunch of drinking drugs, there should be more grounding him for why he's having this hallucination at this very moment. I mean, you can tell a story about someone who has something like this just suddenly come out of nowhere, but it feels like it's not, it's not, it doesn't work as well as a standalone. It's got to be part of a bigger story if you're just going to have someone who is having a hallucination and then dies at the end. Um, this is a personal thing for me, but I'm all, I'm never very fond of stories where the main character, is, it's a first-person perspective, but they're telling you the story even after they've died. Yeah. Unless mm-hmm. the story has set up that there's a way that the, the narrator can communicate with you after death. Um, it's just not... It's, it's, I'm just not fond of that particular uh, trope, so or not trope, but like it just there's no. It's a, it's a writing problem because yeah, because you, you can't be telling them the story and then they die. It just doesn't work that way. Yeah, and also this is supposed to be a creepy pasta. I mean that whenever someone says, "Oh, this is how like the it ends with them dying," I always find that weird because the idea of a creepy pasta is to create something realistic and the narrator usually telling it and saying, it says, oh, it feels like this. If the narrator is dead, then where's the realism? It's true. It's... Yeah, there's not any. And it's the, the concept of having someone be, uh, kill someone, someone kill someone while hallucinating has been just done to death. And I think, you can do someone hallucinating and not perceiving reality as it is, but something as simple as killing doesn't work anymore. You got to find greener pastures. Or if you're gonna find, or if you're gonna kill someone, you got to find a way to make it really different. And I'm not sure what how to tell you how to do that because um, it, it's exactly what Dead Palette is saying. It just doesn't. Work. Did, did we read that story, or did I read that story where? Um, it was people killing people through drones and they didn't realize it. Oh, that was you. Okay. Yeah, but something like that, that's fine. But if you're going to have someone... Wasn't that a plot point in Arrested Development? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but uh, it, God, so, yeah. like, let's, let's say that you take on other dark subject matter, like sexual violence. That's a different thing, you know? If you're having someone perceiving something one way and then no, they're actually doing something violent, then that's an interesting way to do this. Or if you're doing something other than murder, but murder has just been hallucination. Murder is such a common story that there's no amount of putting different meat on that skeleton that will save it. You know, a good example of where a hallucination or a slip of memory uh, came in handy was actually uh, Beth's story from the Love Pasta Challenge. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was phenomenally done. And um, just, I think, a good example for anyone who wants to tell that kind of story. Um, 
so yeah, while I think this story has merit in a few places, I also I don't I, I think it's definitely the weaker of the two. Yeah. Same for sure. But that doesn't change the fact that I'm really um I'm really appreciate that you shared these with us, uh, Simon. So thank you. Uh I freshness ratings for this one, I will give it a tall stick fire person out of a uh, out of thin air I'll give it a uh, uh, Cyberman out of a Dalek (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to give it a double stacked bus out of blood based butt slushy fire extinguisher God damn it. I'm going to give it the Wicker Man out of... I'm going to give it the Wicker Man out of uh, Charlie the Comedian. Charlie the Comedian is going places. See, it kind of made me think of that. Uh, Charlie the Comedian is going places. Because there's a whole scene where he gets really disgusted by the guy next to him and starts to go insane. Because he thinks there's a disease on the plane, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that story exists out there in the ether somewhere. That might be a good one to cover. Um, anyway, the I'm big gonna... poop is a scary, funny story about a little boy. <laughs> are we gonna? Ha- are we? We're not gonna close out with big poop, are we? No. No, it's quite long. Oh, it's actually. I don't know. Long. I don't know. I like ending my day with a big poop. <laughs> Um, wake up feeling refreshed. Should, oh God. should we should should we then plug it up? Let's plug it up. Um, so plug up our poopers. The night. The, okay, so the, this is going up. Pun, pun intended. So this episode is going uh, up on Friday and later this evening. Uh, don't forget, everybody, at about seven o'clock, we're going to be doing our. First monthly live stream. Uh, this is going to be us reading. I've mentioned this a couple times. It's going to be us reading uh, NES Godzilla. Um, should be fun. Should be long. Should be exhausting. Who knows? We'll see where we'll see where it goes from here. A lot of it is pictures, so you'll just have to uh, roll with us when we talk about it. But yeah, if whether you listen to the podcast on Benview Network or whether you uh, listen to it on YouTube. We encourage you to come and uh, check it out. And we wouldn't have gotten to the point where we would be doing this on a regular, start doing this on a regular basis. This is sort of our trial run. But uh, but for the um, patronage of our patrons, like Simon. So again, Simon, thank you for sending us the stories. Amazon Ultra is fun. Uh, the journey home needs some work, uh, but I appreciate you sending them nonetheless. Also, we did talk about something kind of exciting a little bit earlier that we've been teasing again and again, and we can finally uh, say what's happening. Who wants to do the honors? I'll do it. Go, Alan, go. And Summer Stream. It's in L.A., and we're going to be there. It's not in L.A. It's in Long Beach. (laughs) Whatever. Can I explain? It's, it's from the, it's from the Bay Area and back down, Alan. <laughs> okay, I let, these guys don't know the location. Let me explain. Go, uh, I barely even know where I am. It's in <laughs> Oakland. God damn it! Back uh, down, Bay Area and back down. It's in Inglewood. Up to no good. 
Okay. Anyway, so uh, we're going to have a panel at uh, Midsummer Scream, which will take place on the 29th and 30th. We don't have a confirmed uh, time July, yet. Of July, just to be sure. Of July, sorry. Let me confirm that. Uh, we will, uh, the Midsummer Scream will go on July 29th and the 30th. We will have a panel there. Uh, we don't have a confirmed time or date yet, but it's been narrowed down that it should be on Sunday, July 30th. Um, we'll report the time as soon as we hear it back, but this is a big one. We've got Dead Palette flying over. We've got Alan flying over. Uh, Chelsea is uh, flying over with Dead Palette. And then also we have Sade coming over. From the Witching uh, Hour. From the Witching Hour podcast. And then not only that, um, Abysme and Paprika will be coming down there from Ray Grun Readers. And so we're pushing all the beds into one room, and it's going to be a massive, massive orgy. <laughs> and we're all going to drink from the same bowl of sun-warm ginger ale. <laughs> and we're all going to wear a Mormon underwear. And we're all going <laughs> to learn to speak every language. And we're going to drink Zima. <laughs> Oh my god. David, you gotta check uh, soon the liquor store, see if they have Zima. I will. Uh, I'll I'll duck in there and see they, what they got. They have it. They have it out here. Oh, nice. I haven't been able to find oh. it. Oh, uh, uh, Dead Palette, uh, talk about what you and Chelsea will be doing at Midsummer Screen. We'll be making out under a table. <laughs> That's true. Uh, we and have a table selling art. They'll be and under the table. you can buy... My art to help fund the trip. It's on Etsy at backslash palette cleanser. And I will be guarding the table. <laughs> and I will be walking around and checking out all the cool mini haunts and stuff that are going to be at Midsummer Scream because it is a Halloween convention in the summer. Um, it, so if you got if you're going to Midsummer Scream, if you spot any of us or you want to go to Dead Palette's uh, art table, feel free to say hello. If you're not going, maybe now's a good time to go because you have the potential to see all of us in action all together at once. And... Actually, uh, if any of you talk to me, I will spit into your open mouth as you do. So. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> and uh, also, while we're all there, expect uh, expect a few online surprises from us because we're while we're, while we're all together in the same space we want to record some uh some fun podcast stuff for everybody so uh who we're, knows we're recording that orgy yes oh, we're wow. live streaming it we're live at, <laughs> at red tube backslash dead palette <laughs> oh boy it's going to be hard to have an orgy while reading that thing. I don't know if we said what the thing is. I'm sure we did. Uh, we hinted at it very badly a few times. It involves a uh, it involves a not intelligent uh, serif. <laughs> Something about unintelligent so, serif. Real, real Reading unintelligent serif. Something about uh, being an angle and a devil. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Yes, yes, Alan. <laughs> Moronic ethereal being. Reading Dumb, dumb Angel, you guys. Angel. <laughs> we're going to read Dumb Angel while we're all here. And it's going to be glorious. Glorious! And chances are we'll be drinking Zima. Glorious.
So, as far as cocktails go, how how do you think apple whiskey would mix with Zima and ginger? <laughs> oh, God. I think I'm going to need to sleep on that. Do you like wrestling? Well, I sure as hell do. I'm Brendan Creasy, and you can check out me and my friends talking about wrestling on Mr. Brendo's Wrestling Show, found at mbwspod.com or at benviewnetwork.com. If you're into WWE, ECW, Ring of Honor, PWG, other indies, all that stuff, New Japan Pro Wrestling, or you don't even, if you don't even know what those are, I can, t- I can tell you about them. So go ahead and listen to Mr. Brendo's Wrestling Show. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.